I visited my spiritual director last Friday, and uh, in our conversation, he said to me, he said, is, it is untold. We don't know yet the story of the impact uh, that COVID and the pandemic has had on people's lives, especially the elderly and the young. Something that was very eye-opening to me was when uh, a theme that when uh, we were hearing confessions for the children for First Communion and Confirmation, the number of them who expressed fear, fear that their parents or grandparents would die during the pandemic, fear that their loved ones would suffer and die. And I'm sure some of you are grandparents out there, and probably the last thing that entered into your mind was that for a year and a half, your grandchildren were living during, during a period of great fear in their lives. So it's important that we are aware of this, and important that we are aware of the destructive effects that events like this can have in the lives of all people, and yet the story is yet to be told. At the time of Christ, the people were living during a pandemic, not like what we have today of COVID-19, but a pandemic of, of fear, of oppression, of poverty, um, of isolation. They were being oppressed brutally by the Roman Empire, but they were equally oppressed by the religious authorities at that time who were obsessed with purity. And one of the great fears was that if you were found to be impure, you were excommunicated, you were excluded from society, from God, from everything. And that is why it is important that we pay attention very carefully to this woman. So in the early church, she was held in very high regard because she's the first woman that spoke to Jesus. She had great courage, a woman of faith, a great courage to approach Jesus and to touch him. Because even by touching him, in normal circumstances, she should have been stoned to death because she was making everybody in the crowd impure as well. This is the story of two women coming to Jesus, one coming on their own initiative, the other coming on the initiative of her family, her community of faith. So it is important that we remember that both of them would have been considered unclean. The woman because of the bleeding that was it taking place in her and the child because she was dead and she was a corpse and a corpse was considered unclean as well. So by her parents going in with Jesus and the disciples into that room, they became unclean. Jesus is in a boat by the Sea of Galilee before all of this happens. Jesus is fishing for disciples. Jesus is always taking the initiative in coming to us. And there is nothing that any human being can do that to prevent Jesus from reaching out to people in love. It is also interested that the year 12 years is used. It was a 12-year-old child. It was a woman who was bleeding for 12 years. A 12-year-old child <clears throat> is one who, in the time of Christ, is the age when a young girl would be given as a bride to her husband. So by dying, Jesus is, or, but death has brought the opportunity 
to give life has taken it away from her. Likewise, the woman who is bleeding for 12 years. Symbolic. Jesus has restored her to life so that she will become life-giving to other people as well. So what is unique about this woman and about the parents um, of the child is their, their consciousness, their understanding of who Jesus Christ is. And this is the essence of the whole gospel story. And it begins at the baptism of Jesus, when the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus and said, You are my beloved child. And that is the innermost identity of Jesus. It was the innermost identity of the woman, who was once a woman of wealth and status, who could approach Jesus, who had enough means to see doctors and physicians. And, <clears throat> but she saw something in Jesus that she saw in herself, that she got a glimpse that she is God's beloved child, irrespective of her sickness or what people thought about her. And that is why when she touched Jesus and his garment, she touched his belovedness and he recognized his belovedness in her as well. In the same way, with the family of the daughter, the girl, the little girl, Jairus' daughter, <clears throat> Jairus and his wife, synagogue officials, recognized the belovedness of Jesus Christ. And they also recognized the belovedness in themselves, especially when he talks about his beautiful little girl, a precious child. Once again, belovedness. So, my dear friends, let us constantly connect with the belovedness within each one of us. And let us work on it, let us feed it, let it become strong, so that it is our most innermost identity, so that we be can become one in consciousness with Jesus Christ, who is God's beloved child. And that is why all through his life, he addressed people as beloved, as my child, my daughter, my son, because we are God's beloved, and it's out of belovedness that we will have life and life in its fullness.